Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. This episode is going to be very, very unique. We have received questions and comments from you, the listener, asking things like, is Steph really like that in real life? Or (laughs) is her personality actually an act? Oh, my goodness, you guys. So today we've asked a few of our friends to have a conversation with our show producer, Craig Clausen, to give you guys a behind-the-scenes view of what we are actually really like in life. We were not part of this conversation. However, after listening to this, I should probably clarify that I am really not some sort of psycho when it comes to my competitiveness or how meticulous I am about certain things. Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. But can't wait for you guys to hear this conversation with producer Craig, our best friends, Paul Michelle Geringer, and the always hilarious Adam Bennett. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future, followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. This episode is being presented to you by Luby Companies, a custom home builder here in central Ohio. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. Hello, friends. My name is Craig Clausen. I'm the editor for Tell Us a Good Story. And thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Kevin and Steph are taking the week off and put me in charge. I don't necessarily know that was the brightest ideas, but here we go on our 90th episode. We're talking about Kevin and Stephanie, and with me today is some of Kevin and Stephanie's best friends, Paul Geringer and his wife, Michelle Geringer. Also with us is Adam Bennett. Hey, thank you all very much for joining us today. So as I said, we're talking today about Kevin and Stephanie. So I've been working with these guys now for 90 episodes and even longer when you consider the time we put together building the podcast before it started. Is Stephanie really that bubbly in real life or is it just a show? Oh, no, it's no show. (laughs) Yeah, it's not. Okay, so I was trying to think of how to describe her. And she is one to where when she sees you, she will hug you. And just at the moment where most people will release the hug, she doesn't. And when you go to release the hug from her, she doesn't take that cue that it's time to let go. She'll hold on for like a few extra seconds. She doesn't just do that for her female friends, right, Adam? Yeah, a lot of issues with HR. (laughs) (laughs) So so when you meet Steph, and it's not just we've been friends with them for 20-some years, but... Normally, you like I'll see like a friend of mine who's a female, and you get a nice side hug, or just uh, you'll lean in, kind of get just the shoulder hug. But no, Steph just like whoosh, just consumes you with her hug, and like Michelle says, just it doesn't stop. And I mean that's her personality. That's just she is so exuberant and just loves life. So it's great, but it took a little bit to get used to at first. <laughs> it's a good thing to get used to. I will say we did take them to our favorite restaurant for the first time a few months ago. It was in the summer. And one of the managers that was there, a female, they just referenced each other as best friends. And then we went back, just Paul and I, about a week later, and and the lady was back there. And 
And I said how she had came and talked to us when Kevin and Seth were with us. She said, oh, my best friend. And I said, yes. (laughs) And we told her how we were going to bring them back. So anyhow, even at restaurants they've never been to, Steph will become the best friend of the manager before night's end. Worst enemy with all his questions about the menu. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That makes up for it. So obviously you guys have some of Kevin and Stephanie's longest running friends. How did you guys meet? So we met them at a church that we were attending in Pickerington. And I don't even remember how we hit it off or we just started talking, sat near each other and we just kind of hit it off. But I think what solidified it, Stephanie was living in an apartment at the time and Stephanie's apartment flooded. She lived on the top floor and Paul, refresh my memory, did Kevin call us? Yeah, like, we got a call like at 11, 1130 at night. Yeah. Like, Kevin saying, do you guys have a shop back? Yeah, Stephanie's apartment <laughs> is flooded. Oh my God. Never good. Somewhere. They were gone all day and Stephanie got back to her apartment. I don't know if it was the washer or a hose came loose and her apartment was flooded. And of course it was going down into the neighbor underneath her. It ruined the neighbors downstairs. I yeah. Think. He called me once and said, do you have a gun? So, was that one of his old apartment over on Bryce Road? <laughs> I was gonna say, which is a more which is a more desperate call? Uh, do you have a shot back or uh, do you have a gun? <laughs> but we did. That was pretty good, Paul. But we did call some friends, another couple at the church, and we went and got their shop back, and we were there until so like three a.m. Three a.m. Yeah, helping them suck out all of the water that it's. Soak the floor. I mean, everything was ruined in her apartment. Yeah. So I think that kind of solidified our friendship. The fact we went over in the middle of the night with shot vac. Now, Adam, you guys were college roommates, right? Oh, uh, not roommates. No, we uh, we met in college in Ohio Northern. Seemed to be some kids were from the Central Ohio Columbus area. Some were from the Northeast Ohio Cleveland area, and uh, we would sort of team up because we were from the Columbus area. But after college. We both sort of came back to uh, Columbus and then I ran into him at a grocery store in Gahanna and kind of picked up right where we left off. And when he ran into me at the grocery store, I was wearing that t-shirt that they sent us before our freshman year at Ohio Northern. And he thought that was hilarious. I was still wearing that. I'm like, well, you know, I don't throw stuff away. So he kind of, we had a chuckle and then we exchanged phone numbers or something. What are some memories that you guys have of them being overly competitive? Well, I've got a couple. So when we first met Kevin, I think he may have been dating Steph at the time, or maybe not. We just met through church. And I had a tradition of every uh, New Year's Day during the stupid parades, me and my buddies would go out and just play tackle football or flag football. And so Kevin was about our age, and we had just got to know him a little bit through church. So I invited him out with us. And... It's just fun, guys goofing off, having fun, playing. I think Kevin's on my team. And I just remember this one play where like the guy ran by me from the other team and I didn't get his flag or I don't know, he juked me or something. And Kevin comes up to me. I mean, it's dead serious as possible. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> just yells at me. <laughs> and I like I knew him from church, but it's not like we had known each other. Like I wasn't college friends with him like Adam was at the time. I'm like, okay, I'll try harder next time. And then Stephanie's the same way though. I mean, it's just like they're peas in a pod. 
Because when I'm also a lawyer, and after the bar exam, we went away for a week. And at this point, Michelle and I were married, and Kevin and Steph were married, and we had been friends, I don't know, three or four Uh, years at this point. So we went down to Florida together on a vacation just to get away, kind of celebrate the bar exam being done. Can I jump in really quick? This is how much we love Kevin and Steph. We had our very first child 10 months prior to this trip. So here we are with a 10-month-old, very first child. And I'm like, yep, we're leaving the child behind and we're going to Florida with Kevin and Steph. So that's how much we love these people. We left my firstborn behind. I didn't see the problem <laughs> with that. You know, you and think. Steph still brings it up. She said, can you believe you left your son behind and he wasn't even a year old? Yes. But then <laughs> yes, Kevin and Steph, all we the guys shake their heads. <laughs> So one of the activities is we went to this and we were just finding stuff to do because just hanging out with Kevin and Steph is fun. And I mean, they always turn everything into a competition, it seems. And we didn't know this about them at the time. And so we we went to some local nature preserve and got this two-person kayaks. And so we're out, we were looking for manatees there on the Gulf Coast, I think it was. And so Michelle and I are just kind of cruising around in our two-person kayak going Going around, we'll look back and wave at Kevin and Steph every once in a while, just having fun. It was relaxing. We're just out on the water and we're moving. And we weren't trying to go very fast. And they finally catch up to us. And to this day, they talk about how angry they were at each other, racing us, not <laughs> us not knowing it. They were getting so frustrated. I mean, isn't that there? I mean, you have to ask Kevin and Steph about that. But to this day, they tell us how mad they were that they just could not keep up with us. And they just kept getting angrier and angrier at each other because they were losing this race that we weren't even having. (laughs) (laughs) So those are the competitive sides that I know of. I mean, my favorite story is the one they've already told to the listeners on the podcast, which is, Kevin and his kickball at the Keller family reunion. <laughs> that was a great story. I think episode three or four that he they shared that story, and that was such a great story. Yeah, I tell Kevin and Steph like we don't see them as much anymore because we all get so busy and we have our own families. Sure. And sometimes if I'm on like a road trip for work, I'll just go to every fifth episode to listen to them because that's our friends. I mean, who they are in those episodes is who we know. I mean. Kevin, yes, very anal, very organized, very over-prepared for everything he's ever going to do. And that's how he comes across in the podcast sometimes. Good qualities. No, I mean, trust me. I mean, Adam (laughs) knows on those. I've gone on one away football game trip. And yeah, it's great to have Kevin around on those types of things. Not necessarily that trip. but (laughs) What were you on, Paul? Oh, my gosh, Adam. I can't believe Kevin hasn't told the story yet about our Chicago trip to Northwestern. Oh, that's the one you were. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, where it took us longer to get from the hotel to the stadium than it did to get from Columbus to Chicago. Yeah. We did the tour. Yeah. (laughs) But Stephanie, I mean, her reactions, she is not faking it in those. That's genuine. I mean, that's just her. All right, Steph, I've got a question for you. What's your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, you met her where? Oh, I thought you were going to say the Bible. Oh, oops. <laughs> oh. What's your second favorite book of all time? You met her where? 
<laughs> a distant second. Totally distant. It's a pretty good book. Sorry, God. It's still a pretty, pretty good book. But we're so excited. Where can people get our book, honey? Okay, I know this. Uh, Amazon.com. Yes. Barnes & Noble. Yes, and? And our website, KevinStuff.com. And, and what happens if they buy it off our website? <gasps> what do they get? Uh, an autograph from us. Yes. Who wouldn't want that? So, listeners, if you've already read the book, thank you so much. We've had such good feedback. One thing that helps us, if you can give us a review on Amazon.com, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. So, you got me interested. What happened in Chicago? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) There was a couple things that stand out. I don't go on a lot of the road trips. Um, I think I'm just not invited. I don't know why. I don't know how to explain (laughs) that to me sometime. But somebody couldn't go one time. And so I got to go to Chicago with them. I think I may have said no one time. And Kevin's like, well, I'm not asking him again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was all organized. It was a night game at Northwestern. And we were going to get there like one or two in the afternoon. We left early. I don't even remember whose car we took. And we got to the hotel and Kevin had scoped out this restaurant that we were going to go eat at some top list of something. I don't remember. And so we're at the hotel like six hours before the football game. And the hotel's in Chicago near the airport. And we're going up to Northwestern, which is just at Evansville. And so somebody puts it in their GPS and we're just cruising to this restaurant. And we end up on the south side of Chicago because for some reason, I don't know whose fault it was, but the GPS, somebody forgot to put North Main Street versus (laughs) South Main Street. And so if you know the south side of Chicago, it's not a great place to be. Adam, if you remember, we ended up in some like industrial warehouse area and we're like, I don't yeah, we're think Gary, Indiana, it's here. pretty sure. <laughs> so at this point, it took us about an hour to get there with Chicago traffic. And so now we're like, we're starving and none of us are familiar with Chicago. And so next issue is we were planning on taking the train up to the stadium. So at some point, we've got three different GPSs trying to find a terminal where we can get on the train up to Evansville, none of us knowing anything about Chicago. So after about an hour and a half driving around, and Adam, do you remember the huge downpour? Because that sets up the next part of my favorites part of the story. I think now that you mention it, yeah, I think I do. I think I remember it started coming down pretty heavy. (laughs) Well, you'll remember this. So we end up in some really nice neighborhood in Chicago trying to find a place to get on the train. And it just, oh, it was just yeah. this huge downpour. Poor Kevin's driving with about three guys with their GPSs going, trying to tell them where to yes. go. I remember and it looked was like the neighborhood some, from Home Alone. Yeah. yeah. Like and one there of those, was some yeah. um, just great Good Samaritan out on the street trying to clear <laughs> out this drain on the sidewalk. You know, how leaves get messed up in there. And like the sides of the streets are just flooded. And so he's out there trying to move these leaves aside. And Kevin's at this point going slow because it's been in the residential neighborhood around cars and everything. So Kevin's looking forward. And the three of us that are in the car with him are watching this guy. He looks up at us and looks right at us as Kevin is trying to get around a car before another car is coming towards us. And just this huge wave goes right up and just drenches this guy. And it looks like Kevin did it completely on purpose as we're staring at him. 
out the passenger side of the window. And he just gives us this look like, come on. He just holds his hands up like, kind of like shaft shrugs. Like, really? You remember that, Adam? Oh, yeah, I do now. Day. He looked over. It, it was it was more disappointment than anger on his face. It's just like, really? What? I, that. I felt so bad for him. I'll just never forget that guy's face. I remember it too. He clue. just looks like <laughs> Uh, as far as competitiveness goes, in college was a long time ago. Woo. I was thinking about that. But I remember I ended up playing intramural basketball and softball and something else. And I think it was all because of Kevin. I don't think it was my idea. It doesn't sound like something I would have. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I remember I did all those, but I think I did it because he dragged me along and maybe thought I could help. And I, and I remember he uh, did a dodgeball league at, at Easton, didn't he? Do you remember anything about that, Paul? I remember him talking about it. That may have been like with some work friends. I don't know. I remember him talking about that group saying that that dodgeball league was too competitive for him. They were nuts. And I was like, huh, like I got to meet these folks. <laughs> I'm envisioning like prison league football or something. <laughs> the longest yard. <laughs> I think they actually covered that story in a previous show <laughs> that they were super competitive, even more competitive for him than usual. I don't know how much you guys have listened to the show. Has any of you guys listened to all 90 episodes or anything like that? Well, obviously no. 89 at this point. I may have missed one or two, but I have not hit 90. <laughs> Adam just hits his onesies on. I skip to the parts where I talk. <laughs> He's just downloading the same one over and over, trying to boost the stats for his show. I've listened, I've listened to a lot of them. Is there any guests that they've had that have been a surprise to you? Or you would say, well, I, I never know who this is, but now I'm entertained and, and informed by the show. Yeah, actually, I was just I was just going in to look because this summer I would walk in the morning and, oh my gosh, I would put on a podcast and then I would play the next one or find one I hadn't listened to. But the one I was really impressed about was when they got dog, the bounty hunter on. I'm like, seriously, that guy is like big time. And then I loved the wrestling, the husband and wife, Madison rain, listening to her and then her husband listening to him. Like that was just really cool because I grew up as a kid in in the eighties and I would watch WWF at the time. So just hearing them name drop, like all of these big stars that I grew up listening to was so cool. Um, And then just listening to them and, and their message and their faith and, you know, just amazing. So those are just a few that stood out to me, but the ones I really like, because I truly feel like I'm hanging out with them are the ones where it's just the two of them or the two of them and Katie or you, Adam and Joe, because it really is a lot of the stories I've heard before or some I've never even heard of. And it's just, I laugh just as hard. Like it's so genuine. It's I'm out washing my car, listening to them or going on my walks. And it's like, I'm hanging out there with them. It's just fun. They're fun. Like Uh, that's just how you describe them. To go behind the scenes a little bit is Kevin gets so excited. He's like, Paul, guess who we got? (laughs) <laughs> we'll just, he'll call us or he'll text us or when we're out to dinner with them, it'll be a uh, guess who's coming up. Guess who we got. And he just gets so excited when the guest says yes. I mean, he's, he's very, uh, he's very animated in his excitement. 
and sincerely appreciates that these people and a lot of these famous people are saying yes to come talk to Kevin and Stephanie. I mean, he's just, he is so excited. And I mean, I'll get texts like at midnight every once in a while, late at night. It's like, you're never going to believe who we got or who I'm talking to. Who said yes. Who would you guys like to see them talk to? Who would you think would be an outstanding or be a a comical person for them to talk to? OJ Simpson. (laughs) (laughs) I heard his agent's a nightmare. Forget it. Uh, (laughs) It's got to be somebody from Ohio State. No, I got a better one. I got a better one. Mike Krzyzewski. Duke. Oh, yeah, that's true. That would be a good one. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, has Kevin ever told the story about that? He was, you walk into Ohio Stadium on a Saturday for a game, and it's all these old guys who have been ushers in the stadium for like 40 years. And then there was Kevin who put his name on a list when he was a teenager. <laughs> that's, that's, you got to put your name in when, when you're nine. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he was must have been in his 20s because I remember when he got the call and he was able to go be an usher so he could go to every single Ohio State home game and be an usher there. So you'll have to ask him. And it's about a that. lifetime commitment unless How you- did that Well, it's out? a lifetime position. Well, he just he got married. So I blame Stephanie. <laughs> he was living the dream until she came along. <laughs> Man, he gave up that. He gave up softball. That's how much yeah. he loved Stephanie. Oh, uh, when they were first married, wasn't he in like? I remember he was in multiple softball leagues when they were first. Married. Oh yeah, he was. I mean, it was big time softball. Yeah. Kevin, do you like to help your friends out? It depends. If our friends are asking me to help them move, then no, I absolutely do not <laughs> like to help my friends out. But what if your friend had a weekly radio show and podcast? And just wanted you to tell someone about it. Yes, I could totally do that. That is much easier than me trying to carry a piano down into a basement, which has happened to me in the past, and you know who you are. (laughs) Friends, we are not asking you to carry a piano for us, but if you like what you hear, please tell someone about us. As soon as this episode is over, go tell your spouse, your closest friend, a parent, a coworker, or share one of our posts on social media. However, if you don't like what you're hearing, please do not. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anybody. Just disregard this message. Don't worry about it. Forget about us. Yep. Go on with your merry day. And have a great day. But regardless, thank you for listening. What's the deal with Kevin and animals? Oh, I got a good one. You got a good story. I got a really good story. This was in the early years of our friendship. And did we go skiing, snowboarding, Paul? I think we're going up to Cedar Point. Oh, Cedar Point. That's what it was. And my parents lived between Columbus and Sandusky. So on our way back, I said, hey, you can meet my parents. Let's stop by. They'll Um, feed us. They'll feed us and and all of that. Well, at the time, my parents had, I think, four English Bulldogs. Did they have a boxer at the time, too? We had no clue about his deal with animals either. Yeah, we had no idea. And my parents lived in a small house at the time. And so here it is in the evening and we're stopping by and my mom opens the door and they just charge toward us. And of course, I'm so happy to see these dogs. Kevin, I don't know, Paul, if you want to pick up. He became a statue. I mean, he did not blink, move, breathe. We're like... (laughs) Let's see in Jurassic Park, or it's like, hey, they can see motion. <laughs> because 
I mean, he knew us, but he didn't know Michelle's parents. So he didn't like freak out or anything. But that's how we found out that Kevin just not a big animal fan. At Terrified all. of dogs and bulldogs like they're short and fat. And yeah, they snore and make weird noises. Awful like noises and ugly and look, look vicious. No, they don't. But to this day, my mom still brings it up. And and if she by chance sees Kevin somewhere, she'll bring it up to him. Just remind him of the trauma. Yeah. (laughs) This happened almost 20 years ago. And And honestly, we've never heard the full story as to why. No, we we don't. It's still kind of a mystery as to something when he was younger and dogs. I don't know, Adam, have you heard the story? Uh, he didn't limit it to dogs. When I talked to him, he goes, I don't like animals. It was pretty blanket. I was like, oh, all right. And then he was well, complaining when- one time about the zoo. He's like, oh, I don't like going to the zoo. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that makes sense. You, you don't like animals. I'm like, all right. <laughs> this onion's got a lot of layers. <laughs> all right. This sounds like something he should be talking out with himself. What is my issue with animals? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a possible guest idea for the future. We'll get yeah. Jack Hanna. Or a therapist. <laughs> I would just love to have a relative give their kids a puppy. I mean, somebody mm-hmm. do it. Watch those kids just fall in love at first sight and then watch Kevin just yank it away. And <laughs> so a couple other questions here for you. Are there any stories that they have that you haven't heard on the show that you wish they would tell? Well, the one when they decided to use our children in their Christmas card before they had their own kids. And so they decided to use ours and never said, <laughs> these are our friend's kids. They just sent out Christmas cards with them. And our I think two. we just had two at the time. Yeah. They could have passed <laughs> for their own children. And they didn't even like, they didn't even clarify who these kids were. They were just on their Christmas cards. Just Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> they all were Ohio State year. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be kind of funny to like why what was your thinking <laughs> have you gotten pictures of their kids then and changed it up uh no paul we but why done. haven't we done that well we haven't sent out christmas cards in probably three years so <laughs> that would be really good to use their kids now for our cards because then people will think that wait oh. did paul and michelle have more kids and never tell us so maybe we just take the youngest. Maybe we take Tate. Tate. <laughs> it's been two, three years. Tate will be two and a half, right? So he could be our fourth child no one knows about. Remember they added that kid onto the show Family Ties when he was like four? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they didn't start him as a baby. Just one season he shows up and he's five years old. It's like that. (laughs) I would like them to tell one story, I think, and it's in the book, but if you don't haven't read the book and you just listen to the podcast, I would like to hear more stories about the honeymoon and not talking about that side of it, but just with the waiters and their interaction. If you read their book, it's hysterical, Kevin telling the story. So was that one of the things in the book that surprised you? Well, knowing Kevin's background and a little bit about Stephanie's background at the time, it, it made me laugh. I mean, Kevin was a PK and he was a little, I don't know, sheltered that the term for it growing up and Stephanie had more life experiences. Let's just put it that way. And here's an idea. You could always ask them if they ever talked about vacations again. We did another one with them in Tennessee seclusion cabin. We thought we were driving to our death. 
with all the warning signs we saw oh. spray painted on the side of trucks on our way to seclusion cabin. That we turned onto a gravel road and it still said we had like three miles to our destination. <laughs> we were in the middle of nowhere. That was fun. I saw that on Dateline. That does look good. That was very much a Dateline. Cabin was great. Two couples go missing. <laughs> the place was actually called Seclusion Cabin. Now we know why. But it was no joke. Um. <laughs> well, I think we're probably running up here to the end of our window. So I want to get some final thoughts and maybe some good wishes for them. Paul, do you have any thoughts about the podcast or them in general that you want to share? Well, when they first told us about it, I was surprised because I just had never thought about doing a podcast or Kevin or anybody I knew doing a podcast. But once they told us what it was about, and then I realized that they've been doing that ever since we've known them. They just love telling stories. I mean, to fill time isn't to watch TV or watch a movie. It's to just talk and find out about other people. So it just fit with them. And as we've listened to it and heard them interact with people, they're very genuine. They're people that everybody loves and likes. So I think it just fits for them. And I'm happy to see them reaching so many people. Adam, final thoughts? Uh, yeah, you know, I think it takes guts to do that. You know, it's it's not the safe route, and uh, it's something I admire. Something I wish I could be a little bit more like. Occasionally, I'll talk to my wife, be like, you know, hey, Kevin's doing this, and Kevin's doing that, and uh, her eyes get big. I'm like, hey, it's gutsy. I, I I admire it. She's like, yeah, it is. You know, just stepping out and trying something that's outside of your comfort zone, outside of your experience range, and just trusting that it's going to work out. But then again, when you look at what they've gone through. I suppose maybe it's not such a, a stretch to say this will work out because if you've stared down some of those other challenges, I think something like a podcast probably isn't that scary anymore. Michelle? With Kevin and Steph, what you hear is what you get. They are real and how they act on their podcasts and the things they say. I mean, that's just them. And when Paul referred to hearing things of like, guess who might say yes, or guess who did say yes, we're just, we're like, yeah, we're not surprised because they're awesome. Like who wouldn't want to talk to them? And you may have never met them before people that listen, but they make you feel like you're sitting in their basement on their big Brown couch, listening to them. So complete strangers and just their faith that shines through in their podcasts is amazing. Just hearing their stories and very uplifting and in a way that even kids can listen to it. It's just very refreshing uh, for families to have a podcast like this, but they're just so real and so much fun. And we just love them. And, you know, we just can't wait to see what's in store in the future for them and who shows up next. Can I just add that I think Steph's a real key to it because when we talked about how she just, her hugs, she's just that type of person that makes you feel important and she wants to hear your story and she's going to be excited about no matter what you say to her, she's going to love it and she's going to love you. So I think that's just her redeeming quality that makes this work as well. Well, I've only had an opportunity to know them actually for about a year and a half now. I, I met Kevin at a podcasters meetup here in Columbus when uh, I was there trolling for clients and uh, he was there looking for somebody to help him get this show of his ideas off the ground. 
And we met up at a coffee shop later, talked about what he wanted to do. And, and I thought it was a phenomenal project and I was excited to be part of it. And I've been fortunate and very, very blessed to be working with them for as long as I have now. And they're not just coworkers to me, they're, they're friends. And uh, it's a special type of person that can bridge that gap between being a client and being a friend. And and they've done that. And they've done that just because they are so genuine and so refreshing and so enthusiastic. Sometimes it feels like this world is absolutely on the brink of collapse, but then you can tune into the show and listen to a little ray of sunshine in the middle of your week. And I'm fortunate that I get to hear it a couple of days before everybody else as I'm putting it together and doing the editing and that. And uh, so because of that, I've become very familiar with Kevin and Steph and their stories. And Craig, be honest, how many times have you not answered Kevin's fifth phone call with a change or something? <laughs> Uh, I, I tell you what, he's um he's particular. He's really stretched me as an editor. Yeah, he's he's so such a perfectionist. I mean, I'll do an edit, send it over to him. He's like, nah, still not good. Do it again. All right, do it again. Still not good. Uh, can we get it a little smoother, please? Yeah, all right. No, Kevin, uh, I didn't get that last email. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I get a lot of texts and he does the same thing with me too. He says, oh, guess who we're getting? We're getting somebody awesome. You know, it's been great. So I wanted to say thank you. I wanted to say thanks everybody, Paul, Michelle, Adam. Thank you all very much. Kevin and Steph, we love you. Congratulations on show number 90. And uh, I believe Kevin and Stephanie will be returning to the hot seat next week. So thank you, our wonderful friend panel, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. It's completely free, you guys. This helps us out big time with the folks who track this stuff. If you haven't already, we want to encourage you to please rate or even write us a review on Apple Podcast. We need as many as we possibly can, even if it's just one sentence. Thank you for listening, you guys, and sharing us with your friends. 